Hi there, members, visitors, and friends. Welcome to And the Church Said, a podcast where we discuss issues and insights on how the body and the members can interact in ways that promote spiritual, mental, emotional, and relational well-being. I am Dr. Monique Smith-Gadson, your host for this podcast. I am a licensed clinician. However, this podcast is not intended to serve as your therapy. We encourage you to engage in your own personal counseling. But come on in and take a seat on any pew that you choose. We hope that your time here will leave you declaring with a hearty and a resounding amen. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Last week, we celebrated three years here at the podcast. So I just want to thank you all so much for your well wishes and your messages of congratulations. I'm so appreciative of your support and all of the encouraging comments that I did receive. So thank you. Thank you so very much. Now, Last week, we also talked about those three words I told you about in um, Hebrew, Hebrews 5, verse 12, that kept claiming my attention, those three words being by this time. You know, we talked about that last week. And so we engaged in a conversation around the thought that there are so many things that we thought would have taken place by now, like in our lives. And I spoke a bit about, you know, um, about the podcast specifically by this time, three years later, um, some of the expectations that I would have for the for the podcast. And we also talked about how all of us can identify with something in our lives that we can say by this time we thought it would be a reality and and it's not. Yeah, so I think we all can say amen right there. Um, So I didn't spend a lot of time talking about the focus that I'll spend talking about today that was found in verse 11. And verse 11 referenced the um, word lazy. And remember, I was reading from the CSB translation of that particular verse. So what I, what I want to do, I read that um, again in the CSB translation and that word was lazy. And what I wanted to talk about today is just us having to kind of understand the context, step back a little bit and look through a wider lens so that we can properly assess why things were not happening um, by this time. And also to look at that word lazy a little bit more. Now, the interesting thing is is that that verse in the King James Version reads as this, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Um, So that's the way it reads in the King James Version, dull of hearing. CSB reads as lazy. So God, through this inspired word, expected the 
holy brothers and sisters. And this is found in Hebrews 3, 1. So when we kind of back up and read Hebrews in its entirety, we'll see he's talking to the holy brothers and sisters. And, and so he's saying, you know, by this time, I thought that these holy brothers and sisters would be teachers. He wanted to say some things, but these things would be difficult to hear due to that, that dullness that I was talking about, um, as it is translated in the King James Version, or this laziness that is translated in the CSB. So, so when we focus on this word lazy or dull of hearing, we're going to need to dig deeper. And that's what we as therapists do. <laughs> you know, we we understand that there might be something more that is going on that is um, influencing or informing a person's behaviors and their um, thoughts and emotions. So we step back, kind of look through a wider lens. We do some assessing. We do some evaluating to figure out what might be going on to help us to understand why certain things that are supposed to be happening are not happening by this time, okay? So I realized um, after I did a word study that in the Greek, this word, the word that is either lazy or dullness, um, it translates as dull, slothful, sluggish, literally lazy, or figuratively stupid. <laughs> yeah, side note there. We, 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 we try to make the Bible sometimes like real like soft and plushy and, you know, like unicorn and all the good feels. But sometimes the word of God just straight shoot. It just doesn't mince in some places, you know. <laughs> but I digress there. But that is the way in the Greek, this word is translated again as slothful, dull, sluggish, literally lazy, or figuratively stupid. So um, as I continue to study those words a bit deeper, um, the word study resulted in these further explanations. So some of them are repeated but some of them do elaborate a bit more on the meanings. So we have slow, sluggish, indolent, which means wanting to avoid activity or physical or mental exertion or effort, dull and languid, which means displaying or having a disinclination or reluctance or lack of enthusiasm, for physical exertion or effort. Yeah, <laughs> so further word study in the Greek brought about these definitions for those words, again, lazy or dullness of hearing. So as I am evaluating these findings from the word study, I'm also continuing to think about this frame of development because again, we already spoke about how that was implied last week. If the word is saying by this time, I expect you to be more um, mature, I expect you to be teachers by this time, then there is this assumption that there is a developing or a developmental journey that should be being 
um, underway. Okay, so we know that in the scripture, in this particular passage, it is referring to a spiritual development. There was an expectation that spiritually, um, these holy brothers and sisters should have moved from milk to more solid food, that they should be teachers and not having to continue to be taught. That is a spiritual developmental journey that this passage is referencing. So as a therapist, what I am wondering is how is this physical and mental development perhaps influencing this laziness or dullness of hearing? So I'm stepping back and I'm thinking about, okay, this spiritual developmental journey, something is not happening on it. And as a therapist, I am trying to evaluate if something is going on along the lines of the mental and or the physical developmental journey that could potentially be impeding this spiritual developmental journey. Because we are interdependent as a body of believers. Even as a society, we are interdependent on one another. We need one another like we really do. We need one another. And in order for us to be healthy members, um, to have a healthy body, or to contribute to a more healthy society, we have to consider others. Like we have to be mindful of other people. And that means we have to recognize what we do matters. What we do impacts others in ways that can be beneficial and also our actions can create duress and have adverse effects on others. So these words from the word study uh, will be the ones on which I'll focus. It's going to be the two words, avoidance and reluctance. I'm going to focus on these two words. And um, this is where I just decided to dig a little bit further in to see if we can get some insights here to help us to understand how something that might be taking place in our mental or our physical development might be hindering our spiritual development. So if we look at the word avoidance, and remember in that word study, there was um, the elaboration that said wanting to avoid physical or mental activity or exertion. And also um, the other explanation was a reluctance or a lack of enthusiasm for physical exertion. So if in this passage, there was an expectation that by this time for the holy brothers and sisters that they should be teachers, but instead they were having to be taught. That means that, that, that there was something that they could be contributing that was not happening. So someone else's growth or their learning or their liberty, their healing, their encouragement, their correction, might be depending on these brothers and sisters' spiritual development, their maturity, but it was not happening. So not only is their growth stunted, 
but potentially the growth of others can be stunted as well. And so the questions then form in my mind were why were they avoiding the physical or the mental work? Like why was there this reluctance or this lack of enthusiasm to exert this physical effort to become a teacher? Why were they lazy or dull of hearing? So I want to look at avoidance, okay? And we understand avoidance in the work that we do as therapists as a defense mechanism. And so it is defined by the American Psychological Association as the practice or an instance of keeping away from particular situations, environments, individuals, or things because of either A, the anticipated negative consequences of such an encounter, or B, anxious or painful feelings associated with them. So avoidance can impede our development, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, relationally. You know, these are our areas here of well-being. You name it, avoidance will keep us from developing in ways that not only are a disservice to ourselves, but also to others and also to God. So, let me repeat this definition again, and then let's imagine what could potentially be happening here. If avoidance is the practice or an instance, so it can be um, thematic, it can be like a person's MO, or it can be I choose in this moment, it's the practice or an instance of keeping away from particular situations, environments, individuals, or things because of either A, the anticipated negative consequences of such an encounter, or B, anxious or painful feelings associated with them. So I'm a therapist. And if a person um, comes to me and says, hey, <laughs> I've been told that, you know, I'm lazy and I should be a teacher now, but I'm still having to be taught. And I thought, well, okay, they suggested maybe I should come to talk to you and see what's going on with me. And I'm like, okay, as a therapist, let's, 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 let's discuss this. Let's think about this. Let's figure out what might be going on. Now, I am wondering, could the person just flat out refuse to be a teacher? I mean, it could be an act of a person's will. They can just be stubborn or just saying, I'm not doing this. I, yeah, I've been told I have what it takes to be a teacher, but I just don't want to do it. So that's one thing, right? So that really can be um, a reason as to why a person chooses not to be this teacher. Maybe they just don't want the responsibility. They don't really want to put forth the extra that might be required of them. So they say, no, I don't want to be a teacher. Okay. Or it very well could be this person um, 
maybe an individual who is already thinking about all of the negative outcomes. So for example, they may be thinking, okay, I've been told I should be a teacher by now. By this time, I should be a teacher, but I don't feel adequate enough to teach others. I will not know what I'm talking about. You know, that whole imposter syndrome is real. And maybe that is what is activated within this individual. Or maybe they're thinking, okay, people will laugh at me or they'll look at me like, who are you and what are you talking about? They may be afraid to, to speak in front of other people. Or they may be this person that says, I don't feel so good about myself, so I prefer to kind of hide and tuck away behind the scenes. What if this is an individual who has already conjured up in their minds those negative, those various negative outcomes? So we find out that that laziness, again, which when it is expounded upon, could also include this avoidance or this reluctance, okay? So we find out that this laziness could be rooted in avoidance due to these potentially um, negative outcomes. Or let's consider this scenario. Maybe it's an individual who's in the counseling room with me that's talking about, yes, I attempted to teach before. But look, Dr. Mo, let me talk to you a little bit about what happened. There was some irate listener or a student that was in the crowd that straight up said to me, you don't know what you're talking about. So I was humiliated. Or what if that individual says, I stood in front of the audience and froze. I had my notes and I could not even read my notes or utter a word. Totally embarrassed. Maybe this individual is saying to me, I sweated profusely through my clothes. I am so embarrassed. I will never stand before another crowd again. Maybe another one said, I tripped on my way to the podium. Once I got through that, I said, I'll never do it again. Or maybe someone realized that they tripped over their words, they stammered through um, their lecture or their teachings, and they vowed, I will never do this again. This is not for me. I'm too nervous. I cannot do that. There are some feelings that they have experienced previously that they're like, not again. I'm just not going to do that. What if the individual saw um, like this material for the teacher's competency exam, right? So by this time, you should be teaching. You should not be being taught. You should be a teacher. Individual says, okay, let me see what the competency exam looks like. Let me get certified to be a teacher. They look at all of the information in the curriculum. They're anxious and they say to themselves, there is absolutely no way I can pass this test. Or maybe that individual had failed the portion of the test previously. Or maybe someone said to them when they said, I might consider taking this teacher's competency exam because I've been told that I should be a teacher by this time 
And someone said to them, you, a teacher? Oh, okay. And that interaction imparted doubt in their minds. So maybe they've been in this position before and they're like, uh-uh, no, I'm not doing that again. Maybe I am supposed to be a teacher now by this time. However, I refuse to be humiliated or embarrassed or this anxiety is too overwhelming. It is too consuming. And A, I don't want to deal with feeling like that again. So peace and I am out. So all of these scenarios would be understandable. And so we as members of the body, we can have empathy and we can recognize maybe there is something more to why this person is not the teacher by this time. And I also believe that we as the body, we should, we should take time to assess if a person's laziness is truly just apathy, because it really can be. Or if it's an avoidance or a reluctance factor that might be informing why this hasn't happened by this time. So maybe we can, instead of being judgmental, we can be encouraging. Or even when it is befitting, we can be correcting. We can definitely be empathetic. We can make suggestions to say, if the anxiety is that consuming, perhaps you should speak with someone like the church counselor, like Dr. Mo, <laughs> or maybe seek out another therapist, or seek out one of us who, who happen to be a trauma-informed therapist who might understand and also conceptualize that this reluctance, we may understand that this reluctance of this physical exertion, it very well could be due to unresolved trauma that is housed in that person's body. And that can manifest itself as sluggish, um, sluggishness or um, lethargy. So we might would suggest, you know, doing some trauma work to kind of move some of that out of the body. We work with the body. And then perhaps we can do some other practical things like suggest talking to a coach who will help them maybe practice speaking in front of others or maybe like coaches who can help them study for that competency exam. There are many practical ways that we can as the body come alongside someone to determine, to evaluate why by this time this is not happening. How might we as the body seek to help out these various members who might be reluctant or avoidant or just stubborn or stupid? You know, like back to the original Greek definition, figuratively stupid. That might look like, you know, when we have to say to, to a person like, uh, come on, they want you to be a teacher. They expect it by this time, you would take this job. You have a family that's depending on you. Or this job is not as beneath you as you might perceive. You know, maybe those are some 
types of um, scenarios where in our minds, maybe we're thinking, you know, like, okay, this is stupid not to take this job, or it's stupid to think that you are beneath, this job is beneath you, perhaps. Okay, we're not calling people stupid, but we're wondering why are their actions feeling figuratively stupid to us? Again, the Greek said it, y'all. I'm just reporting to you what the Greek says. So in those instances, we may have to gently rebuke. Now, my disclaimer. First of all, the body needs to make sure that people who are in that position are mature enough, back to why we got to learn how to move from milk to solids, because if you're going to take this work upon yourself to do, to, to gently rebuke that is, you need to be mature. We need to be discerning who is mature enough in emotional and spiritual ways that we learn how to rebuke without condemning. And all of this is in the effort to help those move along their spiritual um, developmental journey to, to mature. And, and some of that might mean having to look at some of these more physical or emotional and mental developmental places to see where there might be hindrances that are impeding the spiritual developmental journey, the journey toward maturation. So in order for us to be healthy members in the body, we have to be mature. And we have to develop in ways where we can discern, again, back to Hebrews 5, 12, um, 5, yeah, 12 through 14, how to discern between good and evil. We have to interrogate ourselves to ask us what's keeping us living on this milk when by this time we ought to be teachers, more mature, moving to solid food. So we may have to evaluate and look a little bit deeper. We may have to understand what is a person's avoidance about? What is their reluctance about? Could it be that there is some faulty thinking? They're thinking of the negative outcomes. Could it be that they have experienced some overwhelming feelings such as anxiety or embarrassment or humiliation that they are trying to avoid and don't want to feel again? Are they prideful and maybe need some gentle correction and rebuke? All of these are ways that we can filter and evaluate maybe why by this time, these holy brothers and sisters are not yet teachers. Yeah. So you have heard my call for us to consider how avoidance and reluctance might be impacting and stagnating why by this time, some have not become teachers or moved from that milk to solid food or have not become more mature. My call is for us to consider there may be a physical slash emotional and or mental developmental process 
that also might be hampered in ways that our spiritual development could potentially be stagnant. That's my call. What will be your response? And the church said.